Yes, yes, yes. You better think, Miss Barbara Tucker, working it out for us here on another episode of House of Pride Radio Live from San Francisco. I'm your host, Tweeka Turner, and wow, what a chock full of luminaries we have <laughs> <laughs> this afternoon here in House of Pride, and how appropriate because it is Harvey Milk Day in San Francisco. And to further explain what that's all about and how to participate is the one and only a luminary in, in her own right, Miss Persia. Hi. Oh, my Hi. God. You're so nice. You're so <laughs> kind to me. I wonder what you say behind my back. <laughs> is it true that drag queens talk dirt behind each other's back? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be a drag queen. <laughs> it's not exclusive to drag queen. The drag queen community. <laughs> well, but yes. today, in honor of the Harvey Milk day in san francisco we should all try to um share and be loving yeah so yesterday was uh, uh the march from the castro to uh civic center and it was the anniversary of the riot after the verdict um and so today is his birthday so uh there will be a celebration uh in harvey milk's honor at the plaza in the castro uh, right on the corner of Castro and Market. Right there in the heart of the Castro. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, I just got off of work and put on my face. And uh, yeah, and uh, I'll be... Oh, I'll I be test to that. Persia <laughs> looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and she's electrified. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'll be doing a little number uh, a little later after the sh- this uh, this show. Yeah, so you're going you're gonna to sit here with Tweeka and House Pride Radio and then uh, fly right on off to the center of Castro, the Castro Market. Uh, what, do, what time does the festivities start? Um, they actually uh, began, I think, at 4.30? I'm not quite sure. I work, so I just got off of work, and thank God my coworker and really good friend, Amo, uh, gave me a ride here. So, uh, oh, thank you for coming. I know, like, when you're getting ready for a performance, how, how your mind has to be, you know, kind of prepared. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's awesome because I work with children, so I work at an after-school arts program called CASA <laughs> in, uh, in Twin Peaks. And so uh, while they were having, like on Wednesdays is my chill day because I don't uh, teach the other grades because normally I teach all the grades. But anyway, but on Wednesday is my chill day. So I get to like uh, spend time with my second graders. It's a little complicated. I won't go into details. But so on Wednesday, it's sort of my chill day. So while they were um, in class with another teacher, there I was, you know, putting on my face and it's so funny <laughs> you're so industrious oh my god i know i was and they're like oh you're having another performance and you don't have time to get ready in between and i'm like hey, you're right <laughs> they know you so well <laughs> they do i am uh, like i always say i'm the luckiest drag queen in the world that, well shout out to your school can we say the name yeah so we're in um uh our our program is called Children's After School Arts Program, and it's called uh, CASA. And we are uh, off uh, Rooftop Elementary, and we are, we have about 300 students. It's kind of crazy. Oh, my God. I know. And what is an example of what you do there? So um, I'm the head teacher for second grade, but again, I teach other classes, too. Uh, our program focuses on social justice and gender equality and things like that. And every year we have a, an original musical um, that the fifth graders uh, come up with and our boss sort of like guides them in the right direction. And, and they, at the end of the year, they come up with this 
two-hour musical. And again, uh, well, every year we also have a, a theme. So this year's theme was reflection. And so we um, just had our end of the year school play two weeks ago and it was called um, Return to Lama Island where these kids wanna go to the, it's their last day of school and they're going to middle school and <laughs> they're scared but they're excited but their last day is going on a trip to Lama Island but half of them can't go because they have lice. Oh, oh my hate God. lice. Have you heard about super lice? It's a thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so then that happened. But, uh, but yeah, so our program is pretty awesome, and not just because I work there, but, and then everyone that, all of my coworkers, the other, all the other teachers, they're all working artists as well. So uh, it's really awesome to have the children see uh, these adults uh, doing their own thing outside of the school setting. And yeah, we're, it's a very magical place. I had no idea you, uh, you know, were given back to the children. I know, you know. I uh, love it. Wow, you're so multi-talented. Uh, <laughs> multi-tired. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's awesome. I love working there. And um, yeah, all my coworkers are pretty fabulous. I love them all. You look so gorgeous. I'm, we're going to go live on Facebook for a little bit <gasps> so folks can see the, the one and only Persia sitting here with me in House of, on House of Pride Radio here in the Mission in San Francisco. La Mission. <laughs> so I know Cleve Jones is one of the um, main speakers tonight, or today he probably is already doing things. Uh, of course, Cleve Jones knew Harvey Milk back in the day. Exactly. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, amazing folks speaking like they do every year and so um if you're out there head over to the castro head on over it's already going on but your the the performances started i guess yeah they started a little later after after all the speeches and um bus station john who throws uh an amazing two amazing parties disco daddy and uh, Tube Steak over at Aunt Charlie's every Thursday. He's going to be DJing, so I'm really excited uh, to boogie on down yeah, <laughs> on a Wednesday. Is, <laughs> shout out to DJ Bus Station John. I know, I love I him. love uh, Disco Daddies. I know, that's one of my favorite parties. Oh, I mean, oh my God, yes. I've seen you work, yes, work I in the tr- dance floor. I know, I try, and then, you know, of course I regret it the next day because I'm all <laughs> sore. But, uh, no, it's fun. Yeah, uh, so that is the place to be in honor of uh, Harvey Milk. Um, gee, he was assassinated um, in 1978. It's a, yeah, I think so. I'm, he would have been 89 years old today. Wow, that's... That's 150 in gay years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's insane. I wonder what um, his views and thoughts would be of the very changing San Francisco. And, oh my God, um, good question. It would be really interesting... I, I wish she was, um, but yeah, I mean, with all the gentrification and um, all the, look, just living here just alone is just, you know. Yeah. Um, are, are you political in, in any sense? Uh, you know what? I'm not political, but my life is. Um, I just, the fact that I, you know, go out like this, that's just a political statement. I know uh, RuPaul has said that many times, so I'm kind of stealing that from her. Uh, but 
yeah, I mean, I, I try to live my life the best way I can, but living in this city, it's really hard to sort of like stay afloat. Like, this is why I have multiple jobs. I work as an after school arts teacher during the week. On the weekends, I work at SFMOMA at the museum store. And then I have a whole bunch of, and then all the drag gigs on top of that. And it's exhausting. I go sometimes months without having a day off. And while I love everything I do, it's pretty exhausting. I mean, I'm almost 40 and I don't know how much longer I keep, I could, you know, keep going keep like going this. Keep going before you collapse. Exactly. <laughs> and again, I love everything I do and I am, you know, I am a, the, I always say I'm the luckiest drag queen in the world because I get to do everything I love. However, it would be nice to not have to worry about like, am I going to have enough for rent? Do I, can I pay my phone bill? Uh, it's, it's, it's a reality that a lot of uh, queens and some drag kings too. Of, let's give some love to the drag kings out there. Um, yes. Some of the, you know, just artists in general that, that we face if we're not like, you know, um, if we don't come from wealthy families or have like a, it's harder uh, than yeah. ever. Here. No, it really yeah. is. And um, I mean, the prices keep going up for rent, for example, um, which is the main major problem here, as you know. I know. You can't go down the street and get a taco for like $5. It's what like, I know it's all $10. And then if you add extra, that's extra. Gourmet and that's, tacos. Exactly. And not even like your drink is covered. And I'm like, God, <laughs> even McDonald's is expensive. <laughs> Will somebody please take Persia out to a, a, a nice restaurant? <laughs> Por favor. How, tell us a little bit about your career as a uh, performer. Where, where, um, when did you come up with your name, your performance name, and then how did you come about deciding on that name? Um, it's interesting. I've been asked that question uh, a lot this past week. Um, and so I am not from the Bay Area. I am originally from South Central LA. Um, I've been here 15 years. So growing up in South Central LA, one of my favorite shows was uh, Girlfriends. And I don't know if you're familiar with that show. When was that? Uh, it went on for almost 10 years. And um, uh, uh, Tracy Ellis so. Ross was oh, one of the main yes. characters. So there were four main characters. They were all powerful black women. And uh, the, it was such a good show. They 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 talked about all kinds of like issues and things that happen in the community and like especially like some low income and and not low income. Like it, it was very diverse in, in in subject matter. But there was one character in particular that I was totally in love with. Her name her character name was Lynn. And she had like a million master's degrees. She was bisexual, free mm. spirit. And she just loved the world, but she could never hold on a job. And <laughs> I thought I was going to be like that, but clearly not. I have a whole bunch of jobs. But I loved her energy, and that character really spoke to me. So uh, when I became a drag queen, um, I didn't know what to name myself. And of course, I didn't have a drag mother. And... Um, I was watching Girlfriends one night and and then her name came up and it said Persia White. And I'm like, oh, perfect! My name is Persia. Oh, that sounds good. The way you pronounce it. Uh, you know, Persia. Well, Persia, whatever. I've been called way worse. It's fine. Huh. 
Um, and so, when, how long have you been in San Francisco? Uh, yeah, 15 years. It's been a while. And so I've seen a lot of changes. You know, I, I, I would never call myself a native because I'm not. But I, I, I did find San Francisco. I, it, it's my home. I love it here, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, even though it's so expensive. Tell, uh, tell us, uh, our audience, uh, a little bit about some of the most memorable uh, or most successful or biggest gigs in, in your world that you thought really were something that you always remember. Well, I've been really blessed. Um, just to, today, I was reminded that Facebook, jeez. Um, so seven years ago today, I had the honor of performing for um, Mariela Castro, uh, Fidel Castro's niece. Uh, she was doing a uh, tour on uh, trans health. And in Cuba, the, the, the uh, trans health is like a priority and it's so advanced. And so she was... Um, she did a tour. She went to. She came here. To, I think she went to L.A., San Francisco, and New York, and she was talking about trans health. And so, uh, because she's uh, part of head of state, she had Secret Service with her. So, they asked me if uh, I could perform at a dinner party here in San Francisco in her honor. And it was really awesome to talk with her about you know trans health and just and her and how she felt. Uh, but yeah, that was seven years ago. So that was one of the, uh, there's one of, so it's really exciting. I, again, I've been really lucky. Also, um, there's this, it's called Drag Queen Story Hour. And it started here in San Francisco and now it's worldwide. But I was the first queen to do drag, to be asked to do Drag Queen Story Hour uh, at the a branch here in the, well, over in the Castro. And I've been doing it for the past, I think, five years or something like that. And it's, it's, it's a really amazing. So I've been, you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been really blessed and been able to sort of like, go in different directions and so sometimes queens are like girl i haven't seen you perform in forever and i'm like well i've been performing in elementary schools and high schools um <laughs> in colleges and um and yeah it's a really it, my my drag life is really interesting <laughs> it's a diverse audience folks that uh persia that you've performed to not just uh, in the castro yeah yeah um, well you know we're gonna go now to la uh persia you, you can stay with me a little bit awesome uh we're gonna uh check in with uh bridget wesley yeah yes, i love her also known as the formerly as amelia monroe and we'll be right back with an update from her. It's been a while, hasn't I it? I know. I haven't seen her in ages. Love her. Love her. Right now, we're going to put on some dance music while we get a hold of her. And folks, we'll be right back with another fabulous Don't go anywhere. Oh, I thought she was going to be here. I was like, oh, my God.
All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, House of Pride Radio, and all the way from L.A., I do believe we have the one and only Bridget Wesley with us. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yay! It's so nice to hear your voice. We have, uh, so, of course, you know me, but I also have my co-host today, Persia. Hi! How are you, gorgeous? Hi. I'm good. How are you, love? All right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! I'm surrounded by gorgeous ladies. I mean, it's been forever, like since I saw Fusica, and I've seen everybody in San but I'll be back soon. I promise. All right. Well, give us an update. What What have you been? What's been going on? How are you doing down there? I know that I've saw. I read some of your posts that you. Congratulations, by the way. You made the top uh, twenty in uh, a, a major. So, yeah, it was. A, um, it was called the Jet Set Magazine. It was basically Jet Set Magazine cover model. So basically, I just said, okay, fuck it. I'm going to like put myself out there. I'm going to basically just do it because it basically was based for women. I was like, well, as a trans woman, you know, I'm a young, proud black trans woman. Even though I'm post up, I'm very proud of who I am, so you know that. And everybody who knows me knows that. I'm very proud of who I am, but I said, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna put it out there or whatever, and then, yeah, and they chose me for my pictures, and it was like, oh, okay, well you made, congratulations, made the top 20, and so they like, well then you put it out there again, and you can see if you can vote for the next top 10, I made top 10. Then, uh, <laughs> so amazing. So after that then, oh my God, so after that then, um, Everything was good, but then I didn't make, obviously I didn't make the cut, you know, after the top 10 because, mm-hmm. uh, for some other reason. But I'm really proud of myself, there's so much stuff out there, and I actually beat out pretty much a hundred girls that, actually real girls, the genetic girls in LA in my group. So I'm actually glad about that, and I, I was number 17, and from everybody that voted, and like, it was crazy. So yeah, I'm really, really happy about that. Oh, that was a lot to take in. <laughs> anyway, so um, are you still there? Yes, ma'am. So um, now I'm actually um, my good friend, CC. Um, he's basically um, is a television. He's the owner of Sleep Models Management, the first worldwide trans eight, transgender eight model agency in L.A. So basically, our audition for this um, new uh, modeling search called Model Hunt. I went to the audition. They asked me to walk. They seen pictures of me, and boom, they called me three days and said, "Congratulations, you made the top ten in your group." So now I'm focused on that right now. So that's what I'm doing right now. I didn't know you were such a crown queen. This oh, is so wow. exciting. Oh, yes. Let's get a queen. <laughs> I'm doing so many things right here. Actually, what's the funny is actually they actually sent me a contract, and I'm actually flying now with them. So I actually signed the contract with them and everything. So yeah, everything's good. I'm doing really well here. That that's so I'm cool, and it's warmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's cold over here. Really uh, happy. Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you live by the ocean? I'm, this just popped into my head. I see I you like walking no, on the beach. I I, <laughs> I see you walk along the beach sometimes, but I don't get to the beach a lot. But um, yeah, I'm the thing is, I live in West Hollywood. So I'm living here. I love West Hollywood, and I know pretty much all the owners of every restaurant. Like you know, I did in San Francisco, and I'm very good friends now. I'm very, very, and I mean, it's very good friends with the owner of uh, Pump Restaurant, Brenda Pump, and her husband, John. I'm very good friends with them right now. So cool. they're helping me do. I can't talk about it too much, but it's a lot of things that didn't work, and 
I saw oh that God, you yes, um you've you've your collaborated. Your this was an amazing Fucking thing. I've been I had a rough fucking <laughs> life. You know this, but I've been so much in my life right now, and I basically God has really put me in a pay, a place where I can actually be myself, and people actually once I learn to like love myself and accept who I am as a person wholeheartedly, like everybody like out the woodworks oh my god you want to sign this you want to sign like i help you blah blah blah. say they all about it and i am so happy to have good friends like lisa and john like they're so amazing and they're helping me so much and you got to wait to see what's coming out i'm going to be doing some amazing things oh my god all right honey (laughs) all right i uh so uh, persia have you been have you hung out in l.a before well i'm originally from there but i don't really go down there that often my family lives there but again after work, work, you work, 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 work. <laughs> But yeah. girl, when I go down there, we need to hang out. Well, girl, you come down here, girl. Hook, um, call a girl up, bitch. I'll take you out, girl. Yes, you know I like you know? to party. Yes. <laughs> For red, Bridget, how is um how is um <laughs> West Hollywood different from I'm San Francisco? I'm so happy. I'm happy I'm for so, you. So happy. I have a question. Yes, so <laughs> love. Sugar, I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. How is the two gay towns different, West Hollywood versus Castro, for you? For me, the difference is, um, I guess it's more, um, for me, the energy is different. Like, when I went to Castro, Castro, um, the energy was good. Like, everybody, I loved everybody, everybody loved me, but the energy I get and the reaction I get from people here is more, the energy I get is, like, it's way more intense. Like, it's almost like I belong here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I love people. I don't get me wrong. I love my LA. I mean, my LA people. I love my the Bay Area friends and fans and everybody. But it, they make me feel. Oh my God! It, it's it's unexplainable. I, I can't explain it. It's they make me feel like I belong here. You know what I mean? Like this is where I shouldn't have been a long time ago. You know? That's awesome. That's, that's the difference. You found yeah. your family, and that's awesome. It's amazing. I mean, I'll never forget you, San Francisco. I'll never forget you guys. I love you guys so much. But, I mean, I talk to Mercedes a lot. She you know, texts her, we talk, and texts her, and that. But, um, well, I should hope so. You are a Monroe girl. <laughs> I, yes, I'm still a million of the Monroe, honey. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, um, I don't even perform anymore. This is, I want to talk about that as well. I don't even perform that much anymore because... My life now is actually focusing on my career, is like modeling and acting. I've been taking acting classes. I've been, you know, taking a lot of, I've been doing a lot of things to improve myself. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't do drugs like I used to anymore because you know me, I'm a firm believer telling my truth, honey. Oh, I'm yeah, honey. Yes. All right. And I don't do that anymore. I drink a lot now, but more than I should, obviously, because I'm stressed out. But because of the, <laughs> the search of like acting and all this stuff going on in my life, that, other than that, I don't do like the direction more like I used to, but I'm really, really happy and I'm content and I'm at peace with myself now. And I really uh, firmly to say that right now on radio, if everybody can hear me, I am truly, truly, truly happy and at peace with myself from now on. I am. I'm truly happy. Do I really am. All right. It took me a long time I'm to happy hear. that you, you found that space. Yeah, it's like uh, finding it took me a your long time true. To Finding your true, authentic self, that's like the goal. Exactly. Finding yeah. your that's, truth. It's amazing. I think y'all need that. And I'm so happy. And I love you guys for 
I just don't think everybody's believing in me. And the last time I said like, that is when I was getting a lot of dick. I've been through a rough time. You know that. I've been through a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all to put down, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you, are you? You're single, right? You're you're your I own am woman. Not. Oh, okay. I am not single. All right. So maybe my theory's correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would be woman. happy too if I had a man. Tell us about it. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't have a man actually. I have a woman. Oh, oh yeah. What's going on now? I have a girlfriend, and we've been dating now um, for what? That's a twist. Six months now. Yeah. All right. Wow. And she's pretty cool. Well, everybody who knows me knows I'm bisexual. Like I love. I had her. no idea, honey. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I love her, and shout out to her. I love you, Will. <laughs> I'm so happy, guys. Like, I know you guys can hear my voice, but like, oh my gosh, I'm really blah, blah, blah. I'm so happy. It makes me I'm so happy. I'm so happy I can share this, this with you guys. It's, oh, I just can't tell you. I'm so happy. What is, uh, can we do a shout out to your girlfriend's name? Can we say hi? <laughs> is she there now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that her? What was that noise? <laughs> No, her name is Melanie. Melanie. Hey, we're happy for you. You guys found each other. And she's actually, I can't say she because she's also becoming, she's a trans man, so she's becoming a a guy, so she's a trans man. So, Persia, that, that, when that kind of thing, it always gets confusing for me at that point. I just don't. Yeah. You know, love is love. Love is love. It's, it's, it, exactly. And it's just, your your exterior is just your exterior and yes you can do whatever you want with it but like what what matters is what's inside and if if you know if two souls click then two souls click the thing is that for trans people don't understand let me say this so people can understand this because when it comes to transgender women dating trans men people never understand it let me say this they don't get it they say girl you're trans woman you have a vagina why do you want to date a trans man or blah 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 so the thing for me is that I love love, and it doesn't matter who it is. If I feel a gay man, if I fall in love with you and I like you for you, it's not about the gender or the sexual orientation. It's about you, period. And when it comes to trans women dating trans men, it's almost like they understand us. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, They yeah, understand yeah. us, so they get us. So we can connect together in, in a level that no one else can connect on. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's, deeper. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's amazing. That, that's cool. That's yeah, because you trust each it. other. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I'm be happy, guys. How, are you? <laughs> how, how did you meet? Did you? So I was at I was on a show at Hamburger Mary in West Hollywood. He was there, and he said, "Oh my God, I love you, show blah, blah. We should hang out, blah, blah. We hung out one time, and for the rest of history." All right. Yeah. Oh, Hamburger Mary's. Oh, I'm on thing. I'm going to be going to Hamburger Mary's when I visit. <laughs> yeah. Give me a double, I, need, I need to find double some, cheeseburger. Someone. <laughs> some fries. Mm-hmm. I'll be there in San Francisco soon, guys. I'm coming actually in two weeks, actually. I'll be there um, for a week. So I'll see okay. you guys. I'm coming to see you, Sweden. Fabulous. Yes, I can't yeah. wait to see you. Um, wow, thank you uh, for hanging out with us today. Anything else you want uh, our listening audience to know? Any upcoming shows or anything? So, um, yeah, just if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Bridget underscore Wesley. Um, just follow me and like, show, some, show your girls some love. I've been doing a lot of amazing things lately and I've turned my life around tremendously. Like, I did a whole 360, like from where I was in my bad, direct place and now I'm people like, I'm really doing amazing stuff. 
Just follow me, guys. I love you guys so much. And blah, blah, blah. Yes. Awesome. We're going to dedicate this song to you because you're feeling so good. This one's going out to you. I love you. Love you too, Bo. Love you too.
All right, we're back, House of Pride Radio. And Persia, why don't you announce our new walk-in guest? I'm so excited. We have a, a guest who just walked in. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. It's Grand Duchess 44, Majit Nielsen. Yes. <laughs> I want to put you live on Facebook. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know he did that for me, and it's not very flattering, but it's okay. Right. <laughs> Happy Harvey Milk Day. Oh, thanks. You too. Thank you. Did you go to the um, thing last night that they had? I did not. Did no. you make that person? No, because it's the March started at 430 and I don't oh, get okay. off of work till 6.30, so, yeah. Yeah, and I work to 4.30. And by the time I get off, it's like 5. And Oh, my God, girl, I'm so exhausted. We, like, we were talking, to, one of the things we are talking about, how much we artists have to work in San Francisco to make ends meet, then also find the creative energy to do, like, some stuff. Right. And you're in that mix. Tell us a little oh, bit yeah. how, you, how you juggle it. Oh, I don't know. I've been <laughs> sick the last couple, like the last month, I've been really sick with a lung infection. So I've been just working. I haven't been doing any shows or anything. Um, I did one fundraiser about a week ago, but that was about it. So, But now I'm starting to do my coronations and traveling starting this weekend. So we'll oh. see how that goes. <laughs> it's hard, though. Yeah, so I, the season's coming upon us. Uh, Tell us how your your year has gone so far. Have you guys raised a lot of money? Um, this court currently has raised, I want to say, seventy five thousand. Oh my god! I want to say that's what MGM and Ken has raised so far. Shout out to MGM. He was watching Persia before. MGM, we love you. <laughs> oh, we should have had you come in too. Uh, come next week, honey. Talk about it. Yeah. So um, your your um, wine. Oh God! Speak, Tweeka, speak. <laughs> Rounding out your reign, how how do you guys uh, usually end it with a big fundraiser or? How? What do you mean? Um, are you are you in rain now? No, I um I last? stepped down two years ago. Two years. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm losing track of time because I remember that so well. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> But you still stay active. Oh, yeah. Very active. I do a lot of traveling still with the court and go to coronations and continue to support them. That's that's right. Because uh, once you've, you know, won the crown, you still have to participate. Right. Uh, big, the family just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Correct. So um, what events are coming up that you want to make, uh, if you're well enough? Um, well, like I said, I'm starting my traveling coronation. So this weekend I'll be in Fresno for their coronation. And then the following weekend I'll be in Albuquerque for their coronation. And then the following weekend I'll be in Reno for their coronation. So three weeks back to back of coronations and traveling. Do you bring your sash and crown with you? Um, I don't have a sash, but I do wear my crown because it's coronation. So we do do our walks when we go to coronation. Oh my God, all those jewels. Yeah. In one, I know. In one, in one I'm room. so jealous. I feel so naked because I, I hardly wear any. <laughs> you can no. always buy them. Yes, it's true. Uh, no, but this is awesome. I love the sense of community and how... It, you know this especially when you go to different cities mm-hmm. and everyone unites and it just shows everyone that we're all one right no matter where we're stationed and right. and i this is why I, I love you know i i'm too busy to be part of you know mm-hmm. the courts and all that stuff but uh i have friends who who are part of it and it, i love listening 
listening to everyone's like little adventures, craziness and awesomeness it's and lots of, of fundraising. And a lot of fun. Yeah, you never know, Persia. Maybe in the future, if things are different, you'll be in an, a platform opportunity to participate. Because I bet you would be a great fundraiser. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Even a little title. I know, huh? Little drag queen that can or is trying or some I don't know. <laughs> well, there's many titles within the, the Ducal and yeah. the Imperial Court system. Tell, tell yeah. us a, a few of them because I, I, I want to, I've forgotten this. So there are so many. There's some good, funny ones too. So for the Ducal Council, we have the Daddy's Boy. Um, which is in June. They have that fundraiser in June that, on Father's Day. What would be like a qualifying factor to win that? So in order to do that, what we do is um, sell ticket. the contestants sell raffle tickets. So whoever raises the most money will get the um, title. Okay, yeah. fabulous. Daddy mm-hmm. boy, you folks listening to us, get ready. Yep, there's that. <laughs> and there is, and you can actually message Ken Harper if you want to... Um, Go ahead and run for that title. We have the Miss Debutante title and the White Knight. Um, The Royal Bunny Mm -hmm. we have. Oh, that one Which is on Easter. Yeah. It's around Easter. Who is, do you remember some of the past winners of the, who is the current Royal Bunny? Oh, right now it's actually um, Militia. Militia. Militia Tower. She is the current reigning Royal Bunny. And then we have the Royal Baby which is usually around New Year's, they do the Royal Baby Contest. And what other contests do we have? That's the only ones I could think of right now. There's a, that think- sounds so fun. And again, and the foundation is you know raising money within the community right. for good causes. And when you reigned, what were some of the major causes that you can you know raise money for? Um, I raised money for, God, it's been so long, I can't remember. <laughs> it's like a blur. It all goes together. You're, you're constantly you know, it goes by so quick. Machine, it's like fundraising machine, you know? Yeah, we raised for six different, or I want to say we raised for six different organizations. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember one of them. That's okay. I put you on the spot there a little <laughs> you bit. You <did laughs> And are you, were you working uh, now? Um, I was not working. Actually, I didn't start working full-time until the end of my reign. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. Did you come from, you didn't come from your job. I came from work. Oh, okay. I actually work in Katati now, so I drive back to San Francisco with my boss, and then I went home, got my car, and came here. Oh. Where do you live right now? In the Sunset. Oh, nice. Okay, not too, well, it is kind of far, come think of it. I live in the Richmond. It's about 15 (laughs) minutes on the car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you have a car. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, um, God, we're coming into Pride season. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's going to be a very busy weekend. Oh, my God. June is just around the corner, folks. And San Francisco, I would say, contributes one of the biggest Pride events in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited because this is the second year uh, my friend Yves St. Croissant and myself will be hosting the main stage on Saturday. Oh, fine. and it's awesome. I love Saturdays, uh, not just because I'm hosting and I sometimes perform, but uh, but because Saturdays are where like the community comes together and it's all local folks. And so I get to see people who I don't see very often perform right. on the big stage. And, and it's just a big party. Of course, Sunday is fun too with all the people, international folks. But, but I really... F- f- 
find like there's a really special spot for Saturdays and and I've only this is only my second year but I've performed other Saturdays in the past and it's just so much fun to see like all the homies like bring it bring right. it bring it to the children all the children and literally children <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah do you uh, know what some of the uh, talent will be on Saturday um I don't know at the moment because I, I we're still trying to figure out uh, when to meet because we meet a few weeks before um, the event and yep. and then go over the whole thing because we have to get there at 10 we're f- there from 10 to like 5 30 or 6 it's a whole day I know and so then we have to come out every like after before and after every act and then sometimes we're in in numbers so then mm-hmm. one has to cover another one so then we ha- we and go it has to flow exactly like <laughs> last year um the school the after school program uh that I that I work and um they had a huge performance so then I I did that where I was in, <laughs> like 10 feet tall and these kids came out of my skirt like 14 Aww. of them it was really cute oh yeah well, it, how did you what was the prop you- um i w- they put me on some rolly thing i had a messed up <laughs> foot so i had like a boot so <laughs> they put a chair on some tall thing with wheels and they rolled me onto the stage oh, it was fun. really cute but then i was also Sounds part safe. of <laughs> yeah it's a very safe but I was also part of the uh, Compton's Cafeteria Riot. We had oh, like, yeah. we did a, a, like a monologue from the show. And so, um, but yeah, that, so that was, it was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yes, indeed. So this, this year it falls later in June. And I think it's the, is the, it the 29th or something like that? It's always the last, it weekend, the last weekend, uh, the last weekend of, yeah. the, of June. So, folks, yeah, that you want to catch Persia and all her friends and talent on this main stage on Saturday. It's a whole weekend thing. Good Lord. Sober stage throws a good party. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like the, it was like the eye of the storm. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a place to, if you need to take a, like a breather and get away from the, the chaos in a yeah. sense. You go to the sober stage. Yeah. And that's always located right at the entrance uh, where the BART station is at the Civic Center, I believe, unless they're moving it this yes. year. No, I think it's going to be in the same place. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun, it used to have grass, but the city is anti-grass these days. That's very true. I know. Yeah. Oh. He ripped it all up, and now it's just like some kind of weird cement gravel there. It's like nuts, but I mean, master plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else, folks, are you doing in our community, Majit? Um, raising money. Like I said, in the last couple of months, I haven't really been doing any fundraisers because I've been sick. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks, I'll be fully finished with this lung thing. Um, so hopefully, I can get back out there and do local fundraisers and what's your what's your driving wheel what motivates you to do that that's a lot of work to uh fundraise yeah it's what i love to do i love to raise money for nonprofits and you know help help places that help people yeah that's that click mm-hmm. yeah that is so nice to, to have the heart a heart to do that and and uh, make it happen you yeah know? And it takes a special type of person to actually do that because there's a lot of people that are like, why do you do that? Like, you you don't get paid for it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, and it's true. And I think one of the reasons I fell in love with drag because I... Um, <laughs> I never thought I was going to be a drag queen when I <laughs> grew up and work with children. Um, but it does. It's like, I think 
when I started doing drag, I I felt this sense of community. Of course, there's always sass and like, mm-hmm. but overall, there's there everyone sort of comes together when it's needed, and um, it's about community. And even if you don't have much, you give what you can. Yeah. And and I think that's what I love about our, our community. And of course. All of, all of our communities are, you know, a little different here and there. But at the end of the day, like if if people need, we'll be there. And I think that's the beauty of of like the court system and and just the drag community in general. Yeah, that's very true. Yes, 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 yes. Um, fabulous. Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stop the live feed for a second so I can think about a topic to talk about (laughs) (laughs) social media threw me off there for a second um well let's see what time is it okay oh we're wrapping up the show oh oh just in time you did that was actually perfect queuing time as i was like okay what do we do next after because we just spoke to uh uh, bridget in uh la bridget wesley yes miss monroe formerly known as uh amelia monroe Mm -hmm. um and so uh, a couple guests didn't show up but um, hopefully next week they'll come back. Um, but it's always a, a fabulous, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You've been here a few times. Yes, a few times. And I was yeah. campaigning and then after yeah. we won. and I can't believe how fast time goes. It goes uh, by too quick. Yeah. Yeah, you had your, your fabulous year and now you continue to um, be part of the, the uh, court system and raise yes. money for the folks. I love it. I just love it. When does the next uh, Crown Nation take place? In September. Oh, okay. So we have the whole yeah. summer to go through. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Persia, how are you doing on time? I'm you? fine. <laughs> I, I, I go Tell us about your look. Is it uh, like a uh, Star Wars meets um, I guess. Barbarella? Well, you know, I, don't, I didn't have to, I, I would, did not want to carry my drag bag to school. So I was like, I need an outfit that's going to get me from school to here to perform. <laughs> So I was like, I'm just going to put some lights in my hair and wear <laughs> something comfortable with my heels and I'm ready to perform. Where are you performing at? Uh, on the, at the plaza in, um, in the Castro. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so nice. uh, I, I'll be there. I think I have to be there like at 8.30, 8.45, something like that. Oh, you have time to get I know I have time, lots of time. So, um, but yeah, I wanted to, I was like, I'm not going to have time to live. Right. Go in between gigs, work, gig, gig. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, but yeah. Yeah. Folks, remember, go over. If you're looking for something to do, celebrate tonight, uh, remembering Harvey Milton. <laughs> what <laughs> are you, wait, wait, look, what are you watching? Is that porn? <laughs> oh, my God. Is he watching porn? I can't, well, he did say earlier that he was single. So, people. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, so am I. So, hey, people. <laughs> wait, how about you? I'm single. <laughs> oh, hey. All the single ladies. Uh, oh, that's, that's so funny. That's so funny. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. To be single. Now you you were in some serious relationships. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> that was years ago. Yeah. But yeah, that's well, actually long one gone. time you were on the show with your with him. Uh, yeah, with your, it was crazy. And actually, yeah. I work with him too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what is a relationship? I feel like it's fluid and can change over time. And you know. You know, maybe it's better now than ever. <laughs> um, no, we still don't talk to each, to each other. But, um, you know, like they say, shit happens. Shit happens. Yeah. And you move on. 
And if you don't, then it's your fault because you know the other person's going to be all happy. So right. uh, you you better be, you better move on. Better to love than not to have loved. As I they guess, say. I <laughs> guess. But it's hard out here in San Francisco. Yeah, it is. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm actually working uh, very slowly working on my one person show and talking about my experience post breakup and um, it's really funny all the interesting stories (laughs) 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 and I just got on the scruffs too (laughs) anyway what did you what did you say you just got on the scruff Scruff. on the scruff the plat that that that, sex platform yeah it's been what what is uh what is no one hits me up first of all uh because i'm I'm too like femi do you have have a beard on there it's supposed to well i do (laughs) i well i didn't do drag for two weeks because i took a break we're like i gotta grow a beard for scruff (laughs) and so i grew a beard and i cut my hair really short which i've never had for a very long time so i I look very manly and so my friends are like get on the scruff i'm gonna go look now (laughs) no Everybody go right now and look on Scrap. I know. I want to see how close you are to the station. Oh, <laughs> Lord. But yeah, anyway, it's hilarious. It's it's uh, it's my research for my one-person show. So oh, nice. Yeah, so it's it's fun. It's been fun. Uh, there's been some downs, but uh, but overall, it's been interesting. Uh, it's The name of my show is going to be... It's, it's the one I'm working on. It's called I'm Not Funny, But My Life Is... <laughs> is your title called San Francisco Butt Muscle? <laughs> no, but it should be. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, never mind. <laughs> I think you already blocked me. I don't see. <laughs> um, wow. Fam- but now, Majid, you have a family. So you were, were you married at one point? Or? No, never been married. Um, just had some hookups and got pregnant as a teenager and... You know, raised two kids, single, single oh, mom. Oh, that's hard. So. Yeah. yeah, it was hard. Where, where, where did it. you do that? Uh, San Leandro, Oakland, Hayward. Oh, okay. oh so you're yeah. Bay Area girl. I'm Bay Area girl. Oh, yeah. right. I Never will it. leave the Bay Area. I, lo- I Actually, for all the faults, I still lo- love San Francisco. I don't think there's too many places like it. Yeah. Uh, because it's hard. It's harder now than ever. But still, like, to be, like, gay and, you know, to feel like you are respected and loved and you can be your own person and shine the light the way you want to you can still do that here yeah you have to be a little careful but you can do that here much easier than you can in many or most places true you know and then the opportunity to shine the light on platforms like stages and you Mm -hmm. know venues and there's a lot more here for sure oh yeah no totally i yeah. feel like this is why i have this love-hate relationship with the city love, because hate. Yes. i l- i hate it because it's so expensive and the, you know, know we're losing happened. so many queer spaces blah 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 but oh. then i love it because it's allowed me to be who i am now um and i don't think i could do this anywhere else like a drag queen that works with children right <laughs> that's crazy i think that's self-created i love it it's I crazy um, but yeah, this 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 city still has magic, and there's hope at every corner, even though it seems like there isn't. And a lot of times, it feels like, God, am I gonna have to move to LA like all my other friends that I met here? Uh, because it's funny, like all my all the friends that I've that are from here are not living in LA. Why? What was their motivations to move? With different stories or um, general well, the, common, commonality there? Well, yeah, it's most of them are artists, 
and they're actually succeeding down there versus oh. here it's like you go paycheck to paycheck trying to get booked the next gig and like oh how do i get to the east bay with all my equipment if i don't have a car right. Um, right. and it's just all this constant struggle where in la yes it's huge and big but um i feel like there's there might be there's more opportunities like my drag daughter sancha she she's been in the show i, I don't know if you oh, remember yes, I yeah i remember her she has been thriving in la she she um she was part of the a red bull music festival this year and she did a whole night all to herself like they they gave her some cash they she put up the whole production and she's working on a new album and she's just been thriving and here she was stuck yeah. she was stuck and like all she could get was like drag gigs which were amazing but if she, she's a singer songwriter she wanted to get herself out there and she finally made the move to la and now uh, there's this article I can I don't remember I think it was LA Weekly that just mentioned the 100 most influential LGBTQ um, people changing LA culture and she's one of them and so wow. it, it's amazing. it's great it's amazing and I have other friends who've moved who are from here who've moved there who are DJs and uh, and and are making you know making right. it work and, and here is just such a struggle but it's still so magical. That's true. <laughs> I'm moving to LA. <laughs> Let's go. No. <laughs> um, why do you think it does? What, what do you think the the barriers here are here to? Is it just the cost of living? Kind of, you know, because it has. It's gotten very expensive in the last few years to live here. Or is this? Is there more? More to it? Is there like a cognitive reason that? Or maybe because L.A. is the center of entertainment. Right. Something like that. Yeah. More producers, more productions, things mm -hmm. like that. What do you think, Persia? Well, I think it's that. I mean, um, but but then also it's, you know, the very uh, the ever-changing San Francisco scene and losing all these queer spaces. Like, I was just um, in Hayes Valley and I was just like, oh, my friend used to live right there and we should just walk down to Marlena's uh -huh. oh, yeah. and have a, a blast and that's no longer there. And I get it. Like, the cities change. People change. We all change. Well, but, even uh, Diva's closed. And the, oh, yeah. God, yeah. So but, these venues, these gay venues that have been a, like an important fixture, remember, our, uh, remember the Deco Lounge? They yeah. all have been closing because the owners want to, um, they're older or or the rent has gotten too crazy and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I perform. I used to perform at Esta Noche for six years oh, straight. Oh, Esta Noche, yeah. Yeah, and that was the only Latinx bar for 30, well, for a long time. <laughs> it just feels like uh, the culture of the community gets chipped away a little bit when that play venues close and... I know it's it's people I don't know it's it's such a hard topic to discuss. I mean there's new venues. No, definitely. I mean there is. I mean we have the like like I said there's always hope around the corner. There's like hope the stud. There's a stud. I love the stud. That's you know, it's a collective these queer performers coming together to save this one queer space like I, I that love cool. that place. Yeah. Um, there's new Jolene's like bringing in this new energy, and so they are. They're like 
you know, they're far in between. But there's still like little sparks of hope, like little, it's like glitter, you know, it's like, uh, you'll find it somewhere, but you hey, will find it. Just look into the light. Exactly. And one door closes, another opens, one, you know, another venue opens. Hopefully that will keep going. Hopefully. Yeah. New generations coming up. It's so exciting. I know. And like, you know, you know, uh, taking care of the young, but also taking care of the older, like taking care right. of each other. And, and I know it's hard if 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 you don't if you're like working a million jobs and trying to make ends meet, like me. you, <laughs> <laughs> but you are making it work. Uh, you know it's hard. Work, though, work, 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 work. She's a working girl. Um, Majid, I hope you get well soon. Looks like you you look better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we had coffee that one night. A couple weeks back. Yeah, I was yeah. not feeling good that night. No. Oh. Uh, well, you're on the mend, and you'll be out there on in heels on the stage somewhere soon. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you uh, in L.A. to uh, Bridget for joining us today. That was fabulous hearing about what you're doing down there. And um, next week we have more local luminaries coming on by. Uh, we're going to have Galilea coming on. Uh, oh, yay. oh, yeah. I love I her. Love her. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of folks. So, folks, tune in next week as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure having our listeners uh, tune in to us today here on House of Pride Radio. And uh, uh, last thoughts, anyone? All right. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Tweeka. You're welcome. Well, good goodbye, everyone. It's another episode of House of Pride Radio here live from San Francisco. We'll go out with a little bit more of some uh, dance music. Uh, and uh, we'll see you back here at Mutiny Radio Station next Wednesday. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
We're back at House of Pride Radio with the one and only Miss Landa Lakes. Can you hear us? I can hear you fine. I'm glad to be here. Hey, um, we have Persia with us today and Majit Nelson. Hi. Hey, ladies. Hi, Landa. Did you hear Majit? She said hello. I heard them. Can you hear me? So, Landa, it's fabulous to speak to you. My God, it's been so long. Um, how is 2019 treating you? Um, it's been treating me pretty well so far. Um, I, I, I can't really complain about it. Great. What you got coming up for our community? Any performances or fundraisers? Oh, or? Of course. I always have fundraisers coming up. Um, this Sunday, we're doing a fundraiser for, um, for a camp that is um, for young trans children. So it's it's basically a summer camp that, that they set aside for um, those people that are trans or gender non-conforming. And so we're gonna be at Aunt Charlie's at like four to seven, and we're gonna be raising funds to create scholarships um, for um, those individuals that um, may not be able to afford it otherwise. Oh my God, that's amazing. Folks, we should all go to Aunt Charlie's uh, this, did you say Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday. Wow. I love it. That was a great idea. That's a great idea to, to do that. Um, to show that, you know, young people that are identifying, that, uh, you know, with their sexuality, um, that there is support not to be, not to feel alone. I would think that's one main, one main thing. And it can feel, it's a pretty, it can feel scary out there. Um, have you, Landa, have you experienced, you know, um, some trying times uh, coming out and being yourself over the years? I think so. I think, I, I think that's true for um, almost any LGBT child growing up. I think that, um, you know, when, when you first come out, um, it, it can actually be very difficult. And one of the first things you do is you look for community. And I think for these young, um, young children that, um, that 
are, you know, either trans or gender nonconforming, it's an important step in, in their process in life is to be able to um, gather together and uh, find their community mm-hmm. and um, know that they're supported and that they're not alone. Because I, I think that's the main thing that I think most of us deal with is this feeling of being the only one or, or being alone. And uh, these camps are designed so that um, so that they feel completely included um, because you can imagine how daunting it would be to go to summer camp and um, be like the only the only trans identifying child. Yeah, that would be pretty pretty hard, I would think. If, um, yeah, it would make you feel like you you couldn't go to camp. You know what I mean? Because you you know you you'd be worried about fitting in, and you know during your um, during youth, that's where we really want to fit in the most. Yeah. Um, what would be an example of one of the activities to to help the folks feel help the kids feel in, included? I think just just the very um, just the very action of being all together is is something that is overwhelming for them. Um, but because I think most of us have experiences like that when we're younger. You know, we go to some um, some event or some camp where we suddenly people that are similar to us and and I always believe that that's a very life-changing moment no it totally is I <clears throat> I feel like especially like young kids when they see uh, adults queer adults you know or trans adults or gender non-conforming adults that's also a, some sort of validation and some sort of uh, of feeling accepted and saying and feeling like it's gonna be okay <laughs> Did you hear that, honey? I did. Yeah, I I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's so funny. Persia works with children too. You guys are kind of have a, a visionary that's uh, a commonality there. That's pretty impressive. Uh, I would be I, like for me, like, it never really crossed my mind to work with children. I was like afraid to even like think about that in a positive way to like communicate like support. But you guys are like very bold, I think, in your in your mission. Wow, what a great show, <laughs> Landa! Have you always been involved in sort of um, bridging folks to come together? I think uh, I, I think in many different ways um, I have been since um, since I was very young. Um, I I come from the Chickasaw Nation, so I I'm I'm I come from like tribal people. And so um, when I was younger, I used to belong to um, this uh, sort of like community cultural group. And um, what we did was we went out and we, um, we went out and we gave talks and we gave demonstrations and things like that. So I think that, um, that it was one of the things that, that we did that sort of helped my formative years to sort of mold myself in, into who I am today. And, and a lot of that took place with um, educating the community about like um, like my tribe and about our customs and and our ways. So I think that I've been sharing like those sort of things my whole life. And one of the things that we constantly say, especially in um, in in what we what we usually coin as Indian country, which is um, the Native American community, is that it's very important that um, our children know our ways and our customs and our traditions. And I, I feel like it's an obligation of each and every person 
to do so, to, um, to do it and hand it down. And I, I think that's also one of the reasons why I'm also working with um, the LGBT Historical Society, because um, we have so much queer history behind us, too, that I think it's very important that we all be educated on as well. I'm, I'm so, like, awed, awed by you. Not odd, but R. How do you pronounce that R? A-W-E? Odd. Odd. <laughs> do you hear me? I'm losing my marbles. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tweek is losing it. Um, wow. So you've been... Where, where, did you, where, where was your hometown? Where did you grow up? Oh, my gosh. I grew up, like, the... I grew up between these two really small towns of Tupelo, Oklahoma, and Stonewall, Oklahoma. But I was sort of like smack in the middle of it. So um, we were like in the middle of the country. So we, I, technically I don't really have a hometown because there wasn't a hometown near me. When, so how long have you, well, what was your motivation to move to the Bay Area? Actually, my motivation of moving to the Bay Area actually just stems from the fact that I was in the U.S. Navy and after Desert Storm, when I got released over at Treasure Island, um, I decided to uh, keep living out here, here in San Francisco. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know you were in the Navy. Oh, yeah. I, I was aboard a ship called um, the USS Flint AE-32. It was a lot of fun. Oh. I enjoyed my time in the Navy, actually. What years were that? Like 2010? <laughs> well, I would. Yeah, I would. I'd rather not go over the years because I don't want people doing the calculation of my age. <laughs> okay, she's smart. She knows. Um, tell us a little bit about your luminous career as a performer. Uh, how did you break into it? Um, I guess I broke into performing um, when I was younger. It was a. It was a cool way to sneak into clubs <laughs> because I was I was in Oklahoma, and so there was this club called Saddle Tramps, and um, it had like this opening that you'd go into, but it had like uh, two ways to enter into the bar, and the other way was like through the bathroom. Then the other side of that is the stage, and that's how all the drag queens entered. So I got myself into drag, and I just entered with them. And um, so I would skip my ID check. So that's how I started drag. Really, was like it was just a way to sneak into sneak into the club. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, wow! And what was the name? Like, w how many gay bars did your like in between town have? Was there even any? There was none in my in between town. Um, I would always have to go to Oklahoma City, and in Oklahoma City, there's this place. It's a very famous place called the Havana Inn. And um, that is pretty much where all the um, all the gay clubs are. There, um, the Havana Inn, it it houses two of them, and then um, just right there on uh, Northwest Express Northwest 39th Expressway is all sort of like this big gay area. Ah, uh, so folks, if we ever go to Oklahoma City, maybe you guys will go to support some of the uh, Dougal Court members in Oklahoma City. Got to meet at that venue. Do they have a court in Oklahoma City? They do not have a court in Oklahoma City. What? They, um, there's, a, there's a court in Tulsa, but it's an imperial court, not a, not a ducal court. Right. Oh, well, maybe in the near future. 
Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's hard to say. I mean, the one in um, the one that started in Tulsa began about ten years ago. Not too so, not too far long ago. So so that's not too long ago. So there's plenty of time for Oklahoma to have a ducal court too. Yeah. Well, that would be fun to go to um, to a coronation. Then you could take us to Oklahoma, and we can see where you grew up. That would be fun. Ah, but Tulsa's way, way far away from where I grew up. Oh, Oklahoma's a pretty big state. It's a pretty big state. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. um, oh. It, it would, it would still take you like about two hours just to get to, um, get to where I grew up. Do you go back there from time to time to the to your roots? I. I do. I was actually just there like about a week or so ago. Oh. Yeah, my um, my nephew just graduated from um, OU, my alma mater, um, in Norman, Oklahoma. It's it's the University of Oklahoma, but for some reason they always say OU. It should technically be UO, but hmm. anyway, that's Oklahoma for Rolls you. Rolls off the tongue easier, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I've never been to Oklahoma. But I know it's it's like part of Tornado Alley. <laughs> it know. is, and they've been having horrible weather this whole week. Um, I've been hearing from all of my family. There's been a lot of flooding and lots of tornadoes. Have you ever had to run from a twister? I have never had to run from a twister. Um, I've I've heard the alarms a few times. I think that when I was a little kid, um, there was a tornado that um, that came very close to us. And um, I just remember being at, um, at the school cafeteria because the school cafeteria was built as a, a tornado shelter. Got it, got it. Um, well, we're going to go around the room real fast. And without thinking too much, ladies, uh, the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the name Landa Lakes. Ready, Majit? Landa Lakes. Very creative and caring person ever-changing I sometimes I don't even recognize her because she has all these different looks amazing looks all the time so I'm just like oh wait that's her <laughs> awesome uh, visionary and coconut cream pie I don't know <laughs> coconut cream pie. Oh, <laughs> thank you that was very nice of all of you <laughs> um, how do you want people to remember you so, oh my God! Wow! Oh my God! <laughs> am I am I am I dying? <laughs> Let's hope not. Oh, no, no. Oh. Um, I, I think if, what I mean, really mean, I'm just kidding. But what I mean is, like, um, as you're building your repertoire of accomplishments, um, really, because uh, I asked Persia or or Majit, your driving wheel, what you because uh, you're a fundraiser. Um, what would you say, uh, you know, not to get too deep into it, but what are the, some of the things that you feel, you know, really satisfied in, in accomplishing? What, what's, what moves you? Well, I, I think the thing that moves me has always been, um, has, has always been community. I think that I'm, I'm very invested in community, and I'm invested in seeing the community do well. And um, having said that, I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff with um, the Dougal Court where we raise money for all different organizations and everything. Um, but the beautiful thing about doing that is that, you know, they never see your face. They never know who is actually giving them uh, the money. Uh, the clients don't. And I, I think that's a beautiful thing um, to be able to, you know, be able to contribute to, to people that have no idea that you're contributing to them. 
I think I think that's a beautiful expression. And so that's I don't know if I really want to leave much of a mark other than to say that, you know, if if anybody was to say something, I would like them to say, you know, well, at least Lambda cared about the community. All right. And that Beautiful. could definitely yeah. be true. Yes. Um, well, House Pride has to wrap up the show, and what a fabulous way to uh, end it on a high note with the one and only Miss Landa Lakes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, let's go out with the tune. I think this is expresses uh, a lot of what we talked about today. Uh, um, Landa, I hope we can uh, talk to you in the near future. Sure. Fabulous. All right, everyone. We will see you again here on House of Pride Radio. Good night Good for the night. second time. Good night. Good night.
program that brings you authentic police case histories. Waterman's Pens and Waterman's Ink present Gangbusters. Waterman's pens, every one a master writing instrument, and Waterman's ink, the ink that goes up to three times as far as ordinary inks, are proud to bring you gangbusters, presenting facts in the endless war of the police on the underworld. Facts that show the operation of our law enforcement officials in their work of protecting our citizens. Commissioner Louis J. Valentine, on leave as interviewer of gangbusters, has now arrived in Tokyo, where he is to serve at the personal request of General Douglas MacArthur. Waterman's expects to bring you his voice by shortwave in the near future. Meanwhile, gangbusters has asked Dr. Carlton Simon of New York City, internationally known criminologist, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. Well, now, Dr. Simon, I understand the criminal in tonight's case played a major part in the plot which led to a spectacular escape from Eastern Penitentiary last Easter. He did indeed, Don Gardner. This killer, Bow Wow Bowers, was cunning, shrewd, and merciless. His background must be of extreme interest to criminology, Dr. Simon. It certainly is, Don. For the soundest way to combat crime is to know how the criminal's mind thinks and works. So I'm going to start tonight's case at a summer resort on a large lake in Wayne County, Pennsylvania. After dinner, a young couple was seated on a porch swing, looking out over the lake, which was brightened to silver by a full moon. Scranton never was like this for us. No? I was never in Scranton. You'll have to come visit me sometime. She'd love my family. I guess I would, Peggy. If they're anything like you. <laughs> Look, baby, you and me, well, we made a lot of progress in three weeks. I... Yes, Horace? Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. <sighs> oh, darling. Yeah. Yes, Horace? Well, there's not many women I'd give a second look. Let alone kiss. Kiss. Oh, darling. Yeah? Do you really have to leave? I'll be back, Peggy, in a day or so. Oh, don't go, please. Believe me, baby, there's nothing I'd like better than staying here with you, but... I got to leave as soon as Andy comes downstairs. Oh, that Andy. Why do you have a man like that working for me? He's handy to have around. Andy drives the car, carries my samples, knows a lot of people. I still don't care much for it. He takes you away from me. But I'll be back, baby. When?
text goes on to say that if this unclear Kablitu interval is made clear, the lyre is then in Kitmu tuning. And indeed, if we change the augmented fourth, five to two, into a perfect fourth by raising the lower string, then the new scale formed by this change is the scale that can be generated by starting a series of alternating fifths and fourths on the interval Kitmu, six to three. The unclear interval is five to two.
Tonight, they're here for the reunion we've all been hoping for. The Masters of Merriment, whoa. Amyl Nitrate, my heart's getting faster. Those Princes of Polka, Josh and Stein Dishman. Thank you,
Oh, please, fine. enough. Please, enough. Fine. Please, oh. shit. That's enough. Come That's on, good. stop it. Big time, yes. Big time. Oh, this is All right. Time, you know. Okay. You know, this is so exciting for Yash and myself to oh, be yeah. here this evening for a number of reasons. First, you know, this is the the first time that Yash and myself have been on the West Coast for one thing in Los Angeles, California. Uh -huh. And I'll tell you... <laughs> I'll tell you, it's really something. <laughs> you know, because we're from the East Coast, you have Lutonia, really, you know, in yeah, a little uh, town called Belbic. And there's, uh, you know, such a difference between our hometown and Los Angeles, you know, it's almost funny. Oh, yes, well... <laughs> that, well, no, no yeah, it is. No, know. but it is funny, um, almost. Um, not not quite, real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, oh, for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But you know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No, Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget... The cops, no, and those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those, no question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. You know, how many people out here, you know, know the, the, the great point? Anyway, let's segue to this. You know... Real funny, no. but almost funny. Not, not what we call a big yuck. No, not the big yuck, no. But enough for some chuckles, maybe. Oh, sure. You know, Always for an example, for let me just say, in Los Angeles, you know, the sun shines all the time, oh. except for some isolated weeks in the winter. But You know, and that's one difference. That's one difference. No. Plutonia, the driving is so different also. Oh, the driving? Yes. You know, not to mention the cops. Oh, no, well, we can't forget the cops. No, those differences there. How could you forget those? No, we can't forget those. No question about it. But anyway, let's segue to this. Deuce, deuce, revival was my problem solver. Had a deaf girl, really didn't want to end Baba. In the life of a gangster, used to rob banker. But now I'm locked up, I'm just a punk low rankster. Jail cells know me too damn well. Seems like I built on earth my own personal hell. No matter how Somehow I always fail. Guess a lot of players got this story to tell. No matter how cold you roll, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain. Pain, 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 Ever since I was a minor, but now I'm on the bricks, deep in the mix. Crime smart, searching hard for some new street trick. I think I'll join a gang, sling a little cane. Put a beeper on my belt and get myself a name. Fresh sneaker, silk shirts, 24-7 work. Nine to five to survive, you gotta be a jerk. I clocked two grand a day. Yes, I was born to play. Who me at Mickey D's? It was
couldn't work no way. I'm a big money haver, but not the last laugher. For me, and for me makes me no autographer. Cause the name of my dreams, nightmares of capture, paranoid of surveillance, phobia of cameras. My bank's bigger, but so are my fears. Past records through players live limited years. But I'm unlike the rest, known to be the best. Fast money, true wealth, my eternal quest. I hustle all night long, there ain't no gaining rest. Close range bloods on my chest. I looked into his face. I thought he was my friend. My boy had set me up. This one would never mend. No matter who you trust, you simply cannot win. It's always fun in the beginning, but it's pain in the end. Pain, pain, pain. Got a gun in my mouth, threw me on the floor, called my girl a whore, put 10 G's out of my mattress and was looking for more. Cracked my safe with an axe, then it out to the map. When they see my money kicking it in 20 G stacks, book me on 10 counts with bells of different amounts. The charges stuck like glue, some that I couldn't pronounce. They threw my ass the book, my life was surely took. Then they gave my girl 10 years for hanging out with a crook. She played the game herself, fast lane, quick wealth. No respect for the law or the city's health. The sweat of hustlers' greed is not reserved for the beginning but it's pain in it yeah that ain't nothing cause when i get out of here i'ma get right back in the money cause they don't know that i know what time it is you see i done learned something i did half my time but i learned more when i was in here and i'ma go right back out and get paid you understand what i'm saying cause i did have my time word i only got nine years left Yo, Eva, what's up, man? They be bugging. They won't play our records on the radio, man. Say we violent, man. They need to look at the news, you know what I'm saying? Somebody need to kill that noise. And what you doing with that up under your shirt? Oh, man, it's time we put some head out word. Let's get busy. Come on, homeboy. this ounce of words is just a token is he who has a tongue to tell that must remain unspoken
Boys and girls, we're going to go on the air in just a minute. And uh, one thing I have to tell you, before... <laughs> during the cartoon, you boys and girls can't talk in the studio because that goes out over the air, see? And we've instructed our announcers, if you boys and girls talk during the cartoon, they're instructed to belt you right in the mouth. <laughs> Get the, okay, boys and girls, we're going to get ready for the show, and there's the announcer man, and he's going to talk in that mic, and now I'll come back and, and talk to you, boys and girls. Hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Hello, boys and girls before I get into the mailbag. Um, <laughs> Come on out, boys and girls. Let's settle down now, boys and girls. That isn't nice to laugh at Uncle Freddy like that. You don't laugh at your mommies and daddies. You do laugh at your mommy. <laughs> Two announcements I have to make, boys and girls. As you know, we usually show the Three Stooges cartoons on Thursday. But uh, as I mentioned last week, they've been holding Uncle Freddy up on price. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Freddy has decided not to buy that show. I have bought a new cartoon show, which isn't quite as expensive. I think you boys and girls will enjoy very much, called the Army Training Films. 
cartoon today, boys and girls, is Frostbite. So you want to be... One other announcement, boys and girls. Today, we're adding the name of a new sponsor to our blacklist. <laughs> we're adding the name of Pops, new breakfast cereal. And of course, all the members, uh, boys and girls in good standing in the Uncle Freddy Club, that of course means you can't have Pops for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> or uh, play with any little boys and girls who do eat Pops. <laughs> comes to us from Arnie Peterson. We've asked you boys and girls to please be careful in Bernice's letter because Uncle Freddy can't always make out all your words. <laughs> This, this one says, Dear Uncle Freddy, Parf, Pard? We're, uh, we're going to start printing these from now on, boys and girls, aren't we? <laughs> the part of the show that I enjoy the most is when you talk to Mr. Puppet. Uh, well, well, we'll be doing that on Friday. And, um, he says, all the little boys and girls in my neighborhood come, come in and watch it on my TV set. We roll on the floor and hold our sides. <laughs> Mommy, that looks like, uh, told me to sit down and write you this letter. And uh, that, as I said, is from uh, Arnie uh, Peterson, and he's 34. <laughs> See bye, Brucey. <laughs> then don't talk in the studio. There is, uh, there is one little letter I did want to bring up because we've received a number of them like this. Uh, this is from a uh, Freddie Ferno. Freddie Ferno, is that? He's age seven. And uh, he writes and he says, Dear Uncle Freddie, I sent in for the $27 decoding ring. <laughs> three rooms of carpeting. <laughs> and instead, I got back some pictures of older girls in sort of bathing suits. <laughs> that, that 
was a little slip-up in Uncle Freddy's office, uh, boys and girls. That's a little service Uncle Freddy runs for some of the older boys and girls. <laughs> so if um, you might hang on to him for 10 or 12 years, Freddy, or um, maybe you might uh, want to send it back to Uncle Freddy, and I'll send you back the magic decoder. Don't mail him, Freddy. <laughs> Let's all get up now, and we'll start marching, and that'll be the signal for our cartoon. Okay, everybody start marching, and wave to your mommies and daddies as you go by the camp. That's the way, boys and girls. Keep waving. That's the way. Let's keep going, son. That's the way. Right out the door, Mark Fire Escape. There you go. 